This program is brought to you by Paper, Tutors for All. The last couple of years haven't been easy for students. Kids are struggling. Schools and families are too. But what if there are new ways to help? What if tutoring was part of every student's experience? What if it was available 24-7 and free? When schools choose Paper, students get free 24-7 access to tutors. And if you're listening to this right now, there's a good chance your child's school already has paper or will be adding it very soon. Visit paper.co and find out more. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. What it is, what it is. What's good? What up, Urban X Nation? We're, we're back, man. We're back. In the flesh. Yeah. Live. If you want to blame anybody for that little week, blame him. Direct. Blame him. Peace. What's good, man? Welcome to the Urban X Nation, Urban X TV. We are back in the building. We missed you guys. We did. We did. We hope you guys missed us. Nah, some pe- people was hitting me. People was hitting yeah, you because I I'm actually off social media. I'm on a social media uh, fast right now. Uh, I, I'm itching, you know what I mean, to get on. And you know, uh, I had to delete all the apps yeah. off the phone because yeah. every three minutes I'm picking up the phone. I'm having these uh, draining conversations with people, and every now and then you need to detox. For real, especially Techni- social media, especially social especially media. Social media. Uh, so because we don't realize how much time we spend in it, yeah. just, you know, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. Those are man hours and we got some big things coming soon. So I kind of need to refocus. This is actually the most I've been on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, for those who know Black Dot is every three or four months, I'll pop up on Sarnetta's show or Brother Rich show. Shout out to uh, Black Magic 363, Sarnetta TV. But for the sake of what it is that we're doing here, it's, it's really no way around it. And, you know, I tried my best. But my son gave me off last week, and it was spontaneous, and I dug that. This is what we talked about, because yeah. we were preparing for the show, and we was like, we have some stuff to cover, but it's nothing really hard-hitting. Yeah. So we was like, you know what, let's take that break off, because this is not about... Uh, just pushing numbers, and we don't ever want to give you that impression. And we and we actually talked about uh, changing. Absolutely, algorithm. Yeah. I think next week I want to sit over there. 
I'm just keeping it a buck. I'll pitch it, but you see the logo. I'm, I don't give a shit. Nah, man. Next week, I want to sit <laughs> over there. I don't know about that. So our people can like turn their nah, laptops nah. upside down. I'm not, I'm not to, sure I'm okay with that. That might be a nice Jedi mind trick. We come on the show and be like, yo, we out. Thanks. Boom. 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 And they be like, is, <laughs> is, is the show over? Like, did we miss yeah. something? That's so funny. how are you, young man? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's, uh, this is a uh, long two weeks. Long yeah, two weeks. Yeah, long two weeks. A lot's been happening. Mm-hmm. But we got some things covered behind yeah. the scenes, you know, uh, working on some things and getting some things in order. So yeah. I'm, I'm always uh, thankful for that. So um, let's get right down to it. Let's talk for a bit. You know, we had Father's Day. Yeah, how was your Father's Day? Uh, I got a shirt. As usual, you know, my wife gets all kind of shit, electronics, <laughs> trips, gift cards and shit. Nobody cares about Father's And I day. literally, I wish I had the shirt in front of me. It was like, best dad ever. We didn't, it didn't say best dad. It ever. said best dad ever. Did it? It, did say it best said dad. best dad ever. Word is born. And I was like, <laughs> thanks. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, but overall, um, I got some cash. I got some love. I got some support. Uh, it's always good to see, you know, my children. Everybody came through, showed love. Uh, wifey got in the kitchen and cooked up some things. Oh, word. Shout out to Tanya. Yeah, shout out to Tanya on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so it was it was pretty great. But um, you, you were telling me about... Uh, 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 yeah, it's, uh, the baby daddy card. The baby daddy card. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hallmark or one of these people having yeah. a new card out called uh, Baby Daddy. So let's get right into that. And uh, tell me what you thought about the card. So I didn't. I didn't. First, I didn't know about it. Um, a friend told me about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And first, it says "Baby Daddy" on the front, and then on the inside, it says "You're a wonderful, you're a wonderful husband and father, and I'm so grateful to have you as my partner, my friend, and my baby daddy. Happy Father's Day." Now that's the part that threw me off. Usually, if you see "Baby Daddy." On the inside of the car, it's going to say, nigga, you ain't been shit. You ain't never came around. Your child support payments is late. You, all you is, you ain't a father. You just a baby daddy. So I was kind of surprised that it yeah, like was it, actually it was, something. Uh, it was supposed to be a joke, I guess. Right? I'm guessing it was supposed to be a joke. But my thing was, like, the term baby daddy. Yeah, right? yeah. That is a term. Again, like you said, we... Uh, um, People in the black community use for somebody who fathered your child, who right, you know, right, who, right, who was there to, at, during the process, during the process, but, but nothing after, nothing after, yeah. So to use it in a different term, and, and again, like in a card, like a Hallmark card, yeah, in front of white people, like, yeah, Come on, it, man. That, that's tacky, uh, you know. So I thought they, um, you know, but it, the card that I was looking for. This card, I'm gonna. You can write this down in the chat room. If you beat me to Hallmark, you can print it. I am the mother and the father. Oh, I thank me on Mother's Day and Father's oh, Day because I am the mother and the father. I always, I never liked that. Well, I, never, I, never I mean, that. neither did I because obviously you're not a mother and a father. You can never raise a young man to be a man. You know what I mean? You can't take him in the bathroom and hold that. Three jiggle, nigga. Three. You know what I'm saying? And when you piss off to the left, clean it up because wifey will be mad. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't teach him how to, you know. But mothers have been so, uh, and that's not to knock those who serve. uh, As a parent who has to have dual 
No, responsibility. I'm not saying like I'm not saying economically. I'm not saying I don't uh, respect women that have to bear that burden by themselves. Absolutely. Right? But mm-hmm. I'm saying they kind of take away like we don't do that on Mother's Day. Absolutely. I've we never been the mother and the father. Yeah, we don't take away like uh, the mothers. It's like stripes on Mother's Day. Like you know what I'm saying? No matter no matter what, a mother could be a crackhead, but. You'll see somebody go, but that's my mom's though. Absolutely. Right? But on Father's Absolutely. Day, it's like the cool thing to, to yeah. you know, I don't yeah. know. But that's, that's, a, that's a society thing as well. But I don't know, because I can be talking from privilege because I have my pop. So, like, when well, I see it. today just, is the first day I have to make the announcement. I hate to have to do it on Urban X TV, but I'm not your dad. Uh, I saw you I'm on trying, the we're side. Trying have, we're trying to have. On the road. We're trying to have, like. Serious conversation, and he wants to play. All right. Well, on Urban X, I told y'all. So now let's get back to the conversation. No, but um, I understand your point. So it's hard for you to really, truly grasp yeah. that since your dad has always been there. I come from a single parent household where my mom's, uh, you know, and my mom's was a junkie. You know what I mean? So when you said, no matter if that my mom's is a crackhead, that's my mom's. I understand, and I can res- with, resonate with that fully. Um, but my mom's never ever said I'm your mother and your dad. Right. She just did all she could do, and you know that leads to another cycle of things because young men have to go out and find out how to be men from those who are not setting a great example. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. There's coaches out there and uh, you know educators, and if you can levitate, because I always I always played on a baseball team or something, so um, I had positive role models. But it leads to a whole nother uh, uh, issue of things. So the baby mama card is not with urban excellence. With that is not. That's not. That's not an urban excellence thing for us. But we do understand that there was probably a black guy in the creative department who went with that because it's always Tyrone who's trying to make (laughs) his way up the damn ranks and thinks he has a great idea to come out with a card that says, well, why not baby mama? And then we'll trick them because they're going to be mad and we open the card and they say something nice. So when they protest, we can say, open the card. It's all saying positive yeah, just, stuff. But the damage is already done from yeah. the baby like we know, mama. Like we know who you're talking about. Like we know who this card is aimed for. But that's, that's just my belief with it. No, 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 no. Those are good points. Those are very good points. So uh, this past weekend, uh, another unarmed teen was gunned down in Pittsburgh, Antoine Rose. Antoine Rose. And this story hits home for me because... Odyssey, one of Odyssey's best friends she went to school with and everything and she's still very close with, that's her cousin. So it just goes to show you how close this could be, that this could be your child. You know what I mean? And he was in a car with another guy or something and, and, and you know the cops pulled him over and he took off running and he got shot in the back. The crazy thing about the story yeah, is yeah. the officer had just got sworn in that day. A couple hours before. A couple of hours before he hit the street. This, I am so fucking enraged by this. He just signed in. You know what you're supposed to do when you just get sworn in? You're supposed to be on the beat learning uh, what's going on out here in the city. He just got sworn in a couple of hours ago to show you that this white supremacist, these race soldiers, they come, they hit the ground running on their racist shit. Yeah. I wouldn't do anything when I just got to a job. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't care if, if, if I just got the job at Burger King, nigga. Don't put me on the burgers yeah. just yet. 
Let me sweep the floor and mop the tables. And for him to pull his revolver and shoot in the back, shoot okay. him in the back and kill him. It's the most disturbing thing. And you know me, I'm usually, you know, I don't get too emotional uh, with these situations. But when I heard that cop just got him, this is not a veteran cop who, who's been through something. And even then, that's poor judgment. But you have no ground whatsoever to stand on. You wet behind the ears and on your first day. Now watch this. In the racist supremacist KKK world, he just got his stripes. Mm -hmm. That's the sad thing about it. Oh, yeah, you hit the drop. That's what we want. We want you to hit the ground running and start killing unarmed black men. I heard this was a good kid, too. I heard his grades was good, the whole nine yards. And we are so afraid of the cops, we're going to run. Now, I heard there were guns in the car, but that don't necessarily mean they were his. They were in an Uber. Oh, it was an Uber. There was a, in a, like a, 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 a Uber type. I'm not sure if Uber is the right name. Mm. Oh, but they was, were was, in okay. a paid vehicle. Oh, so okay. we don't know all of the details, but that's crazy. And, and it's like, even if there's guns in the car, you shoot them in the back. I feel like anytime you get shot in the back, Especially you, as a cop, you, like you can't explain this, but they have all these loopholes. I mean, no, the guns in the car—that's going to be their loophole. It's, it's guns in the car. Yeah. He was running, but you shoot you first. Listen, I, I just can't—I can't get over the fact that he was on the job for a few fucking hours. I can't. Yeah. I'm trying to wrap my head around it and process it. So we want to send love and support out uh, to his family. Uh, this is a tragedy. Um, I even know the kids, uh, aunt, well, you know, Michelle, so shout out to you and the family. This is truly, truly disgusting and, and, and something needs to be done about so, this in particular. And the chat, they're saying he wasn't a rookie on oh, the news. So like, well, I just watched the seven o'clock news, uh, channel seven news. So I could be wrong, but channel seven news clearly said he just he just got sworn in so maybe he was from a different maybe he was from a different department uh because uh, that happens like they will get uh they'll get kicked out for doing something for wild. doing something wild and they, and go, they go to another town or another because that happened a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. where they fired a police officer and the next town over hired them immediately right so maybe that's the loophole in it so maybe it wasn't a fresh behind the ears uh you know situation but but goddamn yeah, he was shot in the back three times. Shot in the back three times? Yeah. Like, like, all right, all right. So, yeah, that's what that is. You know what I mean? The report says he was just sworn in, Okay, uh, we just got another report that said he was just sworn in. So, to be fair to everybody in the chat room, let's just say he came, he was already a racist, race uh, a soldier that came from another department, probably for being reprimanded. Another, you know, police department and came over and he's hot on the trail already. So um, he needs to die. So uh, another news, another like somber, you know, tragic news. Uh, rapper uh, XX, it was a rapper artist, like he does everything. Rapper XXX Tentacion was murdered on Monday. On Monday, yeah, yeah. In Florida, South Florida. And uh, the reaction, uh, so they just, uh, they just arrested somebody. In connection to the murder today, I thought that was quick because usually, social murderers of rappers don't get caught. But you know, social media, and then when he got killed, I'm sure it was cameras. Like he got killed in front of uh, a motorcycle. Yeah, uh, uh, it was cameras where Biggie got killed and True. Uh, Tupac. True. He got killed on the Las Vegas Strip. 
Not even the mobsters kill you on the Las Vegas Strip. They take you out to the desert. They give you the kiss of death. True, true. And, you know, but back to what you were saying. So, yeah, um, he got, somebody got arrested today. I think it's two more. They have two more warrants out. Okay, because there was a driver plus, plus two shooters. Two, two shooters, yeah. And um, so he got shot. They say he got shot in the neck mm-hmm. and the lower body. And he died, like, at the scene. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he got robbed. They, uh, the, the shooters took a little bit of time back. Yeah, that's the bag he had the money in. He was going to buy the motorcycle. He was going to buy the motorcycle. From, right. from what I understand, getting all the reports. So what would you think? Um, it, it's a very tough situation. Um, I thought Red Pill uh, did a very, very good breakdown on this on Sonetta TV uh, the day after it happened. And a lot of times, not to reiterate all he said, I would recommend, I'll put it in the, in the link in the chat, you go hear the, the extensive breakdown and see, a lot of times we do these shows, they overlap each other. So we got a show, Black Magic TV, Baba TV, and a lot of times our thoughts will overlap each other as well. And it may appear that we in contradiction. We're not. We're just sharing different points of views because that's what real men do. At different points in time. At so different should, points in time. Yeah, so We have more of the story than he had. But, right, I got put on to the story. I got put on the XXXTION attention by uh, my son, Eli. Yeah. My son Eli's 18 years old, and two years ago he put me on to this kid, and the kid's music I thought was amazing. He's a troubled teen, but I, um, what I'm trying to say is, in my book Urban Culture Decoded, and this is not a plug, the entire book is about guys like XXX uh, Tion. Let's just call him Triple X, okay? I'll just call him that for now. Um, it's about these so-called disagreeable spirits, these indigo children who come here who have a hard time adjusting to what we call reality. This matrix, this simulation is very hard for them to function. So they begin to, um, you know what I'm saying, rebel and rebel against women, against children. They just rebel, but they have this gift that whatever they put their mind to, if it's basketball, if it's music, if it's to fashion, whatever they actually focus on, they can create mm-hmm. instantaneously. Right. And this is why uh, they, they, they're never at lacking for anything they want. For him, he had 8 million followers when he did decide to focus himself. And then he's, you know, millions of dollars coming through. And so um, as an indigo child, who's sort of disturbed, a lot of times they have a satanic nature to them or a dark side, you know what I'm saying? Because they're trying to, uh, on the cult side, they're trying to make sense of this reality. So they have, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is they're insensitive to normal things. And I saw all of that in this young man when he, didn't he tattoo his eyes or something? He was really dark in a few photos. Anything you're putting on your pineal gland, which is a tree, which could represent the tree of life and certain things, is going to magnify out into your reality. Um, So it's very unfortunate that he had to die, but he also spoke suicide a lot in his music. And we here at Urban X, we speak about vibration and we speak about what you uh, bring into your existence. And we speak about the power of words and that magnetic uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, pull that he had. We saw Biggie talk about being ready to die, and then he died, and then his next album was Life After Death. Most of Tupac's music was death-related, mm-hmm. or the foreseeing of death. He, and he, he, got, uh, he killed himself in a couple of videos. Well, yeah, he, killed he didn't his, kill himself. But yeah, but he died, and yeah, see, what you also have to also rep- understand is 
when you create these songs and you create them and now they are in a fixed uh, vibration. Right. So you create them on wax and on tape. These tapes now have fixed that energy and when they're being played simultaneously across the country, uh, those words now become what we call a chant. And that chant accelerates the process in which things are brought into your reality and the evil or the vibration is looking for the source. And guess who the source is? XXXGion because he's the one who spoke those words into existence so they eventually find you in some capacity. Charlemagne, uh, Charlemagne the guy said something to that effect on the Breakfast Club and people gave him fever for it. Like, uh, Maybe because at the time they felt it was an insensitive or the timing of what Charlemagne yes. said. Everything that happened prior, like um, post him getting killed, I felt was like the timing was just all off from everybody's. Yeah, from, from, yeah. from everybody. Because you damn if you do and you damn if you don't. Yeah, because so. it was people that naturally, Eli, like Eli, he's a fan, like, yeah, he my son a, Eli took that hard. Yeah, because like he's naturally a fan. He's I mean, naturally a fan. Like you know, have a fans, and he was naturally sad. And then there were people online. I was on Twitter that day, that were condemning the people that were sad. Like, why would you like? Why would you be sad for somebody who was a woman beater? Um, he didn't like gay people. He didn't like this. He didn't like that. So it was, it was, it was weird. You know what I'm saying? Because on Twitter on social media and things like that, what I've been seeing a lot of, like a lot of people are talking about mental health, everybody go seek help, you know, we talking about mental health, let's erase the stigma behind it. He's openly said he's dealt with mental health issues. issues right? Well, we just saw them crucify Kanye West, and Kanye West said, I have mental issues. We are the only people, right. and it's the most crazy yeah. phenomenon who can agree you have a mental issue and we still stone you right. and we still crucify you social media let me tell you i went off monday morning i logged off monday morning from facebook instagram uh uh twitter all of them and this kid gets uh killed monday and uh, another rapper got killed uh, jimmy wapo from i Pittsburgh. heard i heard jimmy wapo yeah same, same day. day so because I would have been right in the mix dealing with all of this energy yeah. from both sides. Like, can we be at least sensitive? This was a 20-year-old kid. And I believe, uh, what's the artist who said who gave the statement about Malcolm oh, X? Oh, which was Jadena. Jadena said, um, let's not forget, basically I'm paraphrasing, that yeah. Malcolm X was, if Malcolm X had died at 20, he would have been Malcolm Little, who sold drugs, got high, pimp women, pimp women, bang white women, and did a couple other things we're not gonna, yeah, we're that not we're gonna, not going to mention. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and people got on him for that because they, all, all the people lack critical thinking, right? And so, they don't read. And they don't read. So right, that's that's another thing. So all they heard, all they saw was. X's name, Malcolm X's name next to each other. What you're comparing? How can you compare? Yeah, yeah like he's not comparing. The he's two. not comparing. He's just saying at 20 years old to show you if young people don't have an outlet. And I said, and people became a little disturbed about it that um, these individuals came to this planet to die. These young are warrior spirits, and they came to this planet to die. And people got all. Uh, you know, panties in a bunch. But what I was simply saying is these are warrior spirits. And if they come here and they are, don't have direction on who the opening enemy is, they're going to wage war on themselves. And that's what they're doing. So, test, XXX, Tessacion, 
uh, you know, like I said, he dabbled in some of the occult. Remember, the letter X, XXX, three X's in his name, X represents the number six because X is the 24th letter of the alphabet and two and four is six. And if you got three of them, that's 666. And right after that is the number 10. So it's almost like 666 to the 10th power, that energy in which he was on his quantum ship bringing uh, this demise uh, you know what I'm saying? Into his being. So we have to understand uh, he spoke about suicide a lot. Um, I'm not condoning the beating of women or any of that kind of stuff. But I was 18 and 19 years old and we did some crazy stuff. Fortunate for me, I had outlets like music and a lot of positive men around to check all of us. You know what I mean? But I have made mistakes at that age. And I don't think you can condemn... But a lot of people are jealous. But but what happened? So what happened today was right. They um, announced <laughs> that they arrested the dude. The dude was twenty two. Okay. Uh, the dude that got uh, who's a suspect in killing him, right? Twenty two. Uh -huh. So what people tried to do was flip it. Go, oh well, you know he killed him, but you know he's twenty two, so we don't know he could end up being the next Malcolm X, right? So that's just okay. Obviously a reach, right? Right. That's a very uh, but what, what long that, reach. Yeah. But what that shows is just like the lack of nuance in a lot of these conversations and there's a lack of compassion a lack of Yo, he and, just got and a lack of empathy and that's what disgusts me most out there i'm just talking to the chat room we've lost our ability to at least be sensitive that this is somebody's child and you know sure he's acting uh out but can you really blame our youth if there aren't people there uh for us to really uh, get involved and, and play our role actively as the elders because older men for counsel, younger men for war. And the young, uh, because they have no counseling, are waging war on themselves. So for him to manifest all he did, and he was changing his life. Yeah, that's what, and um, so when people, when we talk about like the troll culture and things like that, mm -hmm. he's not really one I... He's not one of the troll he's culture. He's not one of the one I think about, right? No, I, I didn't think about him as a part of trolling yeah, I, I people. I just think like, I think well, he he does it because he does it. Like, that's just yes. him. Like, he's Absolutely. getting advice. Like, that's just him. So, the troll thing, he's not really one of the ones like I, I automatically think about. So, a lot of like the older rappers was like, see... You know, um, this is what happens when y'all troll. Y'all get y'all really get killed. And I, I didn't. I thought it was like now nah, they false... was connecting him to Takashi. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. And that's a whole different ballgame, and we'll talk about that. So no, I'm not condoning that behavior, but I understand. You know what I'm saying? Imagine you showing up somewhere, and you see squares, and everybody else sees circles, and you're trying your best to function, but yet you still have the ability to understand that music and culture is your magic. And you can manifest what you want. Look at all the followers he had. Yeah, I mean, I, I listened to a few of his songs because of Eli. I didn't realize that. It was one song that I actually like on the radio. And, I don't know and you didn't is. even know it was him. I, mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So he had, uh, you know what I'm saying? So again, condolences out to his family. Um, go get up with Red Pill. There's, there's also some conspiracy theories that he's not dead, but... Uh, I, I didn't want to get into that. I didn't even want to break down the... the uh, the X's in his name, but they were just staring at me. I could go a lot deeper into that, but we'll save that due to sensibility, right. uh, the sensitivity of the situation. And um, I heard that he has a child. Yeah, his yeah, mom his, announced. His that, mother just yeah. announced. His mom's announced. So he has a child on the way. He has a child on the way, so he also, will. Also, real quick, he also didn't believe in uh, security. 
Right. That's Elon in the background speaking about it. He, um, he believed in the, the love of his people and like the love for the fans. And he's like, that he felt that that would protect them. Malcolm X thought the same right. thing. Like, Oops, I just made another Malcolm X con connection. So he felt that if he's amongst his people, he shouldn't have security. Yeah. And he felt that home. It was his city. He was like, I don't... Like, but you... Know, you so, um, Lil Boosie, he did an interview on Vlad, I think last year, a couple years ago. And he said, like, most rappers that get killed get killed in their home city. Mm, mm, statistics. Haters in your own city. Because, like, they're the <laughs> ones closest to you. Like, they're... Yeah. And they, they're the ones, like, if, if you have haters in other cities, like... They have like no real connection and really. Absolutely. Hate you. Even if you have an online hater. Right. It's like you in know, this city, these people grew up with you. They saw like remember when we talked about like you, you don't owe these people nothing. Like Absolutely. You know and, and a lot of them and have the feeling feel that like you, you do, do owe them exactly. something. Exactly. Like how are you gonna make exactly. it and I'm sitting here struggling? Yeah, well I was getting up working on my jump exactly. shot while you were smoking weed. Exactly. Or I was in my book studying for that engineer uh, degree while you was out partying. Right, right. And for that reason I don't owe you anything none of these celebrities owe you black people anything now with that being said any offering that they do give especially to children who need scholarships and things of that nature is great because the universe helps those who help themselves so the young kid is smart enough to go to college just doesn't have the financial support and there will be people who provide scholarships to say, we're not going to let that burden you. Boom, you over the hump with that. So now you can move on. I'm not talking about them kind of people. Right. I'm not talking about those people who have a small business that the vision is there, that they've been working their ass off and they need some funding. And then all of a sudden a door open and the funding appears. Those are not needy people. I'm talking about the people who just sitting on the couch smoking weed, doing nothing, and I make it, and I'm supposed to help you. Help you do what? Yeah. What are you going to do if I gave you $500,000, but trick it and do nothing with it? You know what I mean? So those are the people, the useless eaters mm -hmm. are the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, I said it, useless eaters. Those are the ones who feel the most, and then you're in your neighborhood, and you're organic. The neighborhood raised you. And it would be great for you to walk amongst the people and help who you feel you want to help. Right. Sure, I want to build a basketball court or a community center. Give me some time. And then you see a lot of this on media and you think it's popping and it ain't popping. I remember in the 90s, uh, you know, people saw Tim Dog on TV and he bought one little Jeep. You know, he just bought a Jeep. That's all it was. And while we overseas in Germany, he let his man ride a Jeep and they shot the Jeep up. And I'm surprised he survived because he got hit up simply riding in the hood. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So uh, it, it's a real, real ill uh, dynamic with that. And another thing on social media, because how social media can be a gift and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. After, the, after um, X got killed, people mapped out a whole narrative. I'm not even going to lie. I was kind of buying into it. Like, uh, they were um, of these um, other local rappers that... Uh, people said killed X. Mm -hmm. Like they mapped out what it was. Yeah. Based on they was over here was on this like, street. Eight minutes away from where he got killed. They got the red mask. And I'm not even going to lie. I was like, yo, them niggas did that. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, yo, I was like, they did that. Okay, so like I said, I've been off social media. <laughs> so, because I probably would have been the same way. That shit looked too real. I was like, nah, he like what are the chances of them being right, but, five minutes away but, with red mask? But you know, this, you know how we, um, 
we get on white people, it's like, yo, they live in their own world, and we, mm-hmm. and we condemn. Even though we have a plethora of information at our fingertips, black people live in their own world, too. Absolutely. And it's a thing called... We call it Black Twitter for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. if you only have black people that you follow, that you like their ideas, oh, and that's all you're reading Absolutely. in your own world. Absolutely. And, and I will say that my Facebook timeline, I did censoring. So if you put up violence or yeah. people getting beat down, I just deleted you. I only wanted to see positive things go on and positive. So my timeline, like my wife was saying, she's like, yo, dude, my timeline is ghetto. She'd be like, it's so refreshing to go to your timeline because at least people are trying to invent things or, or saying healthy shit like, yeah, you should do some sit-ups. I, I and, mean, you, know. you, can, you, can, you can curate your timeline. Now. Yes, yes. Like on Instagram now, like they just announced the feature. They just like, the feature just came in today, I think, or yesterday. You can mute people off Instagram. That's great. So you don't have to block them. You don't have to unfollow them. That's great. Just mute them so you don't see their posts. Right, because, dude, you you wildin'. Yeah, you so wildin', exactly, so on, you exactly. Know? You and like you said, Twitter. we become conspiracy theorists to the point where, you know, it, it's a little out of hand. And I'm, I'm a big conspiracy yeah, I, theorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you looking at the man who... <laughs> yeah. And I can get into some things about Takashi, you, you know, I ain't gonna get into tonight, but... Uh, yeah. Absolutely, because I've always even told you they can put uh, fake shit on your real timeline. Yeah. Right? So yep. a fake shooting can take place and you could swear it was a real shooting because you filmed it and you didn't know that these were all crisis actors and they just merged some real shit with some fake shit and then the shit spreads through social media because they know everybody has a camera now. And it, and it desensitizes us crazy. And it desensitizes so, did you see- I don't know. You probably didn't see it because it was a video of X hunched over in his car. I, I didn't. And somebody's see it. checking his post, but everybody else got their phones out yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably nobody even called the police or the My ambulance. God, but damn. that's the world we live in, and I understand the social media stuff. But me, I'm always trying to be two and three steps ahead. And change my personal algorithm from time to time. Not for real, you need it. Because you need it. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, you know, I was going in on some things and I was getting a headache, you know. So, I removed myself from the equation. I'm trying to go 60 days. 60. That's dope. Alright, so let's get to the music, man. Uh-oh, music. We had some good... So, wait, uh, did we talk... Oh, uh, no, I think we're supposed to go to the chat according to our uh, behind-the-scenes okay. team. Uh my timeline is balanced. C3O, that's what's up. Darnell Cook, truth. Sad world, facts. T Killer, real people died during false flags. We can't forget that event with, oh, yeah, yeah, with crisis actors all around. Absolutely. Ghost Trace Killer, this is America. Right, focusing on one thing while behind you is a distraction. This whole uh, Takashi, I mean, uh, XXX thing is also a distraction. Because young people's minds, you know, remember, attention is the new form of currency. And we're going to see that played out in this next uh, breakdown that we're getting ready to have. Because we had a very interesting week in the world of music. That's right. Oh, well, hold on. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. That's how we pay the bills around here. You know. All right, so uh, was that last week? Yeah, it was last week. Dodge's album came out. Yeah. It was yeah. on Friday. Friday. Nazir. Yeah. Really Saturday morning. Uh, really, yeah, because... It was know, a real delay. Yeah, I don't know. And now, now I'm wondering why, but that's beside the point. Right, so uh, you you watched the live stream, right? I didn't watch Yeah, it. I watched the live stream. I didn't watch the live stream because I was just kind of like, eh, I'll hear it when I hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I initially heard it, 
right? I'll go. Let's break down the songs. Well, okay. Let's, let's get the track listed up. All right. Let me just give you my opinion. Okay. While you're doing that, I personally like the Nas album. I liked it a lot. Now, was it a classic album? No. But we throw that word classic around like a scrambling egg. That's true. Do you know how hard it is to make a classic album? Right? And for Nas to have at least two, some say four classic albums, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not that easy. It's not even that easy to have a classic song out, let alone a classic album. So because it's not a classic album, a lot of people kind of dismiss it as if it wasn't a good quality album. But, a lot of, but we also have to take into account a lot of people's feelings towards Kanye. That's the undertone of it. A, a lot, lot of people things. got in their personal feelings because they don't like Kanye. And they won't admit that this is a historical time in music because of what he pulled off. I will get into that as soon as Malcolm goes through the songs to show you that what you saw over this five-week period, including tomorrow, may never be done again. Yeah, tomorrow's kind of the, fina- uh, the finale of The finale it. of it. But um, so not for radio. Didn't really like. Okay, that's the first song on the album. Okay, didn't really like. Okay, uh, I didn't like it because I felt like um, I liked the beginning of it, like you said, like the intro with him and Diddy. Like I liked that 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 type of talk. Mm-hmm. But I felt like some of the lyrics were kind of spoon fed. Like I said, like he was dropping. He gems. was just dropping gems, he was just, but, but just he wasn't them. cleverly dropping. Yeah, them. he was, was just like, you're, you're and no. Uh, uh, John Hanson ain't the first president. Right, right. And yeah. Lincoln didn't free the slaves. It was kind of mundane. And again, like, cause remember, exactly, exactly. But, but, but remember, you have to know your audience. So I need you to understand this. The masses are asses. Right. So from your point of view, that ain't even baby food. You knew that since you was like five and six. But sometimes we have to remove ourselves. Remember, perspective is always my secret weapon. I have to turn things around and go... Wow, if I didn't know that, wow, and I need it to be directly given to me, not this super uh, double, triple entendre where I got to figure that got, shit out. Remember, you got on J. Cole about that on his album. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> so we're not going to deny that. <laughs> Listen, I got to be truthful. I am a hypocrite. Listen. I tell my kids all the time. Oh, dude. Let's uh, clap that up. Slow clap. <laughs> let's clap that up. Right? So... Eli says it all the time, but Dad, you said this. Okay, now, good. All right. Don't follow me, because I will change my mind on you in a minute. All right, good. Let's so, that song in particular was baby food. Yeah. Right? But it was big food for those who went, yo, Nas dropped something I didn't think about, and people went to Google it. So, I understand your point, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, cop shot the kid. I like that one. Oh, that was fire. Cop shot the kid. Hit yeah, the that, was, that was fire. And people were complaining that uh, the, the, the hook was repetitive, but they keep shooting kids. That shit is repetitive. <laughs> That's the repetitive yeah. shit. Cop just shot a kid. Right? So when you think about the hook being repetitive and they could have did something else with the song, no. That was brilliant, even if it wasn't designed that way yeah, because like cops shooting kids... Is uh, yeah, let's we well, we have a new clap button because I deleted the original one and this one is very slow, so uh, like let's wait for it, right? Right, 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 right. right. yeah, yeah. Uh, these are people on, on uh, 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 FEMA Bombatol, these are slow people, they like, yeah, those are those people, all right. So, next song, uh, White Label, 
White Label had a little, little yeah, I like this one. Yeah, I like this one. A little jazz to it, you know what I'm saying? Um, other one was Bonjour. Oh, that was banging. I like Bonjour. This was this Bonjour. Was that was banging for those who ain't hear the album. And the beautiful thing about this, we only reviewing seven songs. I'm gonna get into the seven song theory in a minute to show you why that was brilliant all the way across the board. Also, if you want a longer form review, you can go on UrbanX.NYC. Uh, Adika Butler did yeah. a monster review on it. UrbanX.NYC, our blog, because we big time. We do word. Yeah. We do sound. We do, do pictures, visual. yeah, visuals. We, we, we like, we a multi-conglomerate out here. Yeah. We might have some deals on the table. Y'all don't even know about it. You see what I'm saying? But anyway, yeah. But yeah, um, after that was Everything Featuring the Dream. That was an amazing song. I like, but I don't like, was this one with the, um, yeah, this was, with the, the long intro with him and Kanye? To me, the long intro made it for me. But seven songs, like... Seven songs, but that's a seven-minute song. That's why I didn't like Kanye's album, because I felt like... You wasting time, son. Like, give me okay, we're gonna talk about that. But yeah. I thought, uh, "Dream on the Hook." When I finally got it, Nas the, at the two and something minute mark, you was thirsty for Nas, right? And then he delivered that classic Nas, the hook. I can see that it's almost cinematic how dope it was to me. Okay, you know what I mean. So I liked everything. Some people probably said, "Oh, some sensitive shit," you know. Uh-huh. Niggas trying to bring a tear out my eyes. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve was oh, the yeah. banger of the album to oh, me. Yeah. That was the one uh, that I thought captured Nas the most. I agree. Uh, you know, his essence. Oh, my God. You know, he yeah. got into his real Nas. Yeah. He got in his bag on that joint. I agree. I That's agree. why I thought that song should have been pushed further up. So the sequence of the songs, I kind of had a problem okay. with. You know what I mean? And the last one was Simple Things. Simple Things. Uh, I, I like the sample on that. And he was... This is the one he was kind of telling the story on. Yeah, right? yeah, this he was, was telling yeah. the story. I like I like simple things. So all in all, I like I'm gonna say five out of the seven. Okay, yeah, and, that's but, a, and out of the seven, that's a solid album. That's a solid album, but there was nothing really groundbreaking. No, not at but all. I thought what was groundbreaking um, was the uh, fact that Kanye, who my son, my 18 year old son, is familiar with, and Nas, who he does not really know, he know the legend of Nas. Uh, came together and kind of merged those audiences. Okay, so now yeah. a younger generation can get a, a piece of what Nas uh, is about. I thought my son's, uh, he did a, a breakdown mm-hmm. and he said uh, his only problem, he liked it too, but he felt Kanye treated Nas like a legend. Meaning he just let Nas come and do what Nas do and he thought maybe he Nas should have been challenged a little bit more. I like the production on this, though. Yeah, I thought the production was good, and everybody's complaining about the production, so I pissed people off on Facebook. And I said, listen, help me solve this problem. If 90% of the tracks that Nas choose historically are considered garbage, yet he still managed to crank out two, maybe three classic albums and is considered an elite MC, and all of you are complaining that the Kanye tracks are garbage, shouldn't that equate to a goddamn classic album? And people got offended, and some people would like uh, block me. <laughs> But, you know, I'm, I was just asking. So don't use I the mean, Kanye they're, they're, shit as, oh, if only Kanye didn't. I couldn't believe so many niggas is in their emotions. Yeah, and they talk about they want premiere. Yeah, you know what? When you tell me you want premiere, you're telling me you want to relive your childhood. That's what you're telling me. If you think premiere, who's a dope classic in, uh, uh, producer, that's not what I'm saying. If you think him plus 
Nas, who's another classic MC, are going to produce something groundbreaking. You're fooling yourself. They're going to produce a classic 90s kind of album because most of you niggas don't want to grow up. You don't want your music to grow up. You don't want nothing to grow up. You want to keep reliving and recycling these experiences, in my humble opinion. Because I ain't had nothing out by Premier that sounds modern today. Now, maybe he's got some stuff out. You go to Premier when you want that boom back. That, that hard, and if that's what you want, then go get Illmatic. Silence. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, it's been four albums out. Right, now, let me get into my seven song theory. Okay, okay. Real quick. People were complaining about seven songs. Here's the thing, right? If he was putting out five albums in five or six months, I can see each one being a full album. But when you're trying to do the impossible and put out five albums in five weeks, how do you ensure that the first artist, which is Pusha T, doesn't drown out the second artist, which is Ye? How do you do that? You make each album seven songs so you get just enough of Pusha T. You may want more, but he doesn't overlap and steal the shine from his next artist. Plus, seven songs. You can stream all seven songs simultaneously. Bling, 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 bling. That's money. So he laid it out that everyone had to have seven songs so everyone could have their shine without each artist overlapping the other one. And I thought it was genius because it also synchronizes with the time span of these young people who have a very short attention span. Now, with that being said... If he's smart, he will then, after he has his five-week run, release extra songs on, to, on, on, the album, on, the the album. on the ends of the album to extend them out to did, make you go back and relive those albums. Because he did that with um, Pablo. The Life of he Pablo. did that with he The had, Life of Pablo. He, kept, he was adding songs. And then he said, because Pusha T said that they recorded like... 30 songs. I'm pretty song. I'm pretty sure each artist recorded at least 20 songs. Right. Right. So that's genius because if he put out a 15 album song for each one of those artists, fuck, I'd still be listening to Pusha T. Even though Pusha T's album is still the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Pusha T's, and originally I didn't like the Kid Cudi album, but me and Eli really crunched it and rocked with it. We liked the uh, Cudi album better than. The, the Ye album, I think Ye album is, is the weakest, and I can respect that because he's technically a producer, right? And he produced all of these, so... Right, and ne none of them sound the same. So when history tells the story, he produced five, and I'm speaking in advance, I haven't heard the Tiana... I, I heard snippets and I heard... Taylor album yet. He produced five albums in five weeks... And none of them sound the same, and they're all quality, banging albums. Let's slow motion, Percocet, that clap up. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. Okay? So you can hate on his political views and all of that kind of stuff. I have no problems with that. If you knew what every artist really thought and their real political views, we wouldn't have any music. If we start using that as the criteria, so the only thing Nas, I mean Kanye could do is let the music speak for itself. Now, you could say none of these albums are classic, but none of these albums are whack. You playing yourself if you tell me any of these albums are whack. And then again, that's your opinion. I told you I will never debate 
somebody else's opinion because it makes us both look stupid. You know what I'm saying? We're not debating facts. We're debating opinions. That's girly-like. Okay, so we won't do that. But as a collective, the body of work slamming, right? Who else can produce five albums in five weeks, give you seven songs, have all of the songs streaming at the same time so they're getting the money, making sure that no artist overlaps the other artists and still be in tune with the young people? Seven songs is going to be the uh, template. Yeah, so that and we talk about uh, overlapping, right? Right. That goes into the next day or the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Jay Z and Beyonce dropped their album. Yeah, that was crazy. That was foul. They yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about that. My opinion was a little foul too, but they broke the internet. Yeah, that was right. Attention is the new form of currency. Nas and Kanye had the momentum. I already told you the bases was loaded. I'ma set the scene. Cuddy's on third. Ye is on second. Uh, uh, no, 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 Push no. is on third. Push is on third. Ye on second. Cuddy's on first. Nas is at the plate, kicking his cleats. Again, we hit the home run, and boom, it's a long fly ball. And then the TV go black. We bring you this special report yeah. that J and B have released some shit, and the shit is real good. And uh, we will not be getting back to that game. Yeah. And that's what happened. We don't know if Pusha came home, yeah. if it was a double in the gap. Yeah. None of that shit matters now because J and B did what they did, right? And so we know that was about him getting at Kanye because this is a corporate plus personal war. You can call it what you yeah. want to call it, right? And Nas, in my hum humble opinion, was just a, a fucking cannon fodder. Yeah, I wrote an article about this. Yeah, Malcolm, he writes. He writes, and this is on urbanx.nyc. Again, if you are a reader, you have to go check out our blog. And I was impressed. I was impressed with oh, your you. writing. Thank you, thank you. Uh, if you hang around me, you could be the best. Uh, and I thought he captured everything in it. And the last shit you said about... Uh, Jay-Z now, you know, he's playing chess, not checkers, and he moved his queen on the board, which is Queen B, and you know that queen is bad, and, you know, it was checkmate. So, because um, early in um, May, right, mm -hmm. when Push and Drake was going at it, yeah. right, Push had an interview with Funk Flex, and he said, yo... He said, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was going that yay a little hard, Harder too. Than, than he should have he been. He said, like, why? He said, why? And, he, and then Pusha said, yo, it's real estate. Absolutely. Right? So that's the title of the article, The Fight for, for Real Estate, right? Mm -hmm. So Drake, when Drake announced he was coming out with an album, he announced he was coming out with an album in June back in April, right? So we, like anybody else, with the two singles he had out, we assumed... He got June locked up. Right, right, absolutely, right? absolutely. You put out, like, Usually, uh, uh, an artist of Drake's magnitude. Right, you don't put out an album. You you, you clear the decks because right. if he coming out, you try to avoid that. If yeah. you knew Jay Z was coming out because during that time, what, you um, avoid those times. Because that's what Nicki did. She was supposed her album was supposed to come out June fifteenth, and she pushed that. She pushed it to August. August. She pushed that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She and that's stupid. smart on her part. Right. She was not stupid. Right. So what did Kanye do? Kanye ignored that. And said, I'm putting out four albums in June. Right, right. And one in, at, at the end of May. Five altogether. Five altogether. So he sold up the real estate of June. Your attention. <clears throat> your he attention. sold, right. He had your attention. 
and he was going to manipulate and keep your attention for the entire month. And then the fact that, like you said, the Seven Songs thing is, no, he laid it out so no artist overlaps the other, right? right. <clears throat> so when we talked about the Drake and Pusha Beef, right, you said like, yo, that was kind of, that was kind of a little too far when he said about the forty thing. But what I, the um, the argument I was making in my article was. The fact that he went so dirty, he kind of took it to the point where Drake could not respond. Right, right. Thus, the beef was over. Thus, Kanye's album was the next one to right. go. So we're not talking it, about it, the Drake it, beef. So no it more. didn't mess up the right. flow of what we had, because that could have really and got funky. Because Push is the president of good music. He had to think about that as well. Absolutely. He's, he's a businessman. So he couldn't take it personal and get into a, a tit-for-tat war with... Because um, then we could still with, be talking about that. With Drake, and we still be talking, still about, be talking it. about it. And then it was rest of those albums when it got overshadowed. Right. See how that works? So, again, with Kanye has the momentum now, right? Right. Nas is at the plate, like you said. Yeah. Right? Jay-Z, so Jay-Z and Beyonce, they put out an album on a Saturday. So that should be... That's the number one indicator. That's to be the indicator of how... Nobody puts out an album on a Saturday. Saturday? Right. No. Nope. Saturday afternoon? You can't tell me that was arbitrary. You can't tell me it was by accident. That was purposely done to show Kanye, I'm a boss. I put out music when I want, and I'm waiting for you because I got the lineup. I know who's got the bases loaded, and you expected Nas to hit this out the park, so I'm pulling the plug on the stadium. And that's what he did. Mm -hmm. And their album was nice. I'm not gonna lie, I was going into it. I was trying to hate. I was like, I was trying to hate it too. Like, why would they do this? And I was like, this is nice. Yeah, I like that. So it was very good. Yeah, I like it. And uh, but I am tired of the I'm rich, you're rich, our kids are rich, we're gonna be rich. Fuck you, bitch, fuck you, bitch. I'm really tired of that. And I know Jay gave us the 444, and we thought he was a changed man. He is back to telling you about his watch, how much money he got, and who they are. And as a result of this, um, okay, they had some nice songs in there, but I'm just a little bit... But, uh, but, but Pete, the album was nine songs. Nine songs. 38 minutes. Yeah, so he's topped his seven with nine. Again, you know but I mean? it's, again, these shorter albums. Yes, so the template, even Jay-Z and them had to take notice of that. That I don't have your... I used to listen, yo, we used to keep albums for a year. You know, Rockin' will put out 10 songs and you rock with it all year on cassette or whatever the case may be. This is the social media, listen, and and if if I give you three minutes, you better start popping. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't have time. Dudes give me their demo. Yo, yo, that, man, you know, I've worked on this to give you the backstory. I was struggling and, you know, then I, and nigga, I, I pop your shit in. You got three minutes. Yeah. Wife, will tell you, we be in the car. I be like, wife, what do you think about this? She like, throw that shit out the window like a frisbee. And a lot of I'll be on the highway. I'll throw nigga shit out the car real quick. We do not have that kind of time. And I'm not even from the social media era. Yeah. So the seven songs, and then to be able to go back and refresh with two extra songs, three extra songs, is brilliant. I'm pretty sure he's going to do that because he's the one who started that shit on the Pablo album. Mm-hmm. Now... As funny as things may be, Jay-Z and Beyonce was going to ride this wave. They have the attention span. They put out a song called Ape Shit, right? Go Ape Shit. And I put out a piece on Facebook, and I said, isn't it funny how, you know, they can get us to go ape shit over new and shiny things and how 
uh, you know, the apes can forget how dope basically Nas and Kanye shit was, which was talking about the social struggles, uh, uh, cops killing kids, uh, the real history of who we are, the Moors, and all of this science. We forgot all that shit. And then I ended it by saying the, the apes are not too bright, huh? And uh, people, they stopped following me. I didn't, I didn't know what happened. They just said, fuck you, Black Dot, and I'm not an ape. And just because on one night I was listening to Nas and I was happy, and then they came out with the ape shit, and it was like a new shiny toy, and J&B, a sucker jaw, and now they have the attention, and they're riding the attention span. Ooh. And then XXXTension dies. And now that nigga got the juice. And he had most downloads in a single day ever. Show you how karma works. Not that I believe in karma, but I'm simply saying, show you how that shit worked. But yo, they thought they was going to ride off into the sunset with that shit. But yo, and um, a sacrifice took place. Spotify was promoting his music again after a couple weeks ago. We were talking about it on the right, podcast. Right, well. A couple weeks ago, they talked about um, we not going to play his music. Yeah, yeah. Well, our, our character here yeah, with Spotify won't allow us to play his music. And now they're promoting it. Now they're promoting that shit, right? So I'm pretty sure J and B are going, God damn it. And you know, we like, interrupt J and B's program to announce the death of XXXTion. But, and then, you know, his sales. And, and, and people were talking about how, uh, like, yes, they they are on tour, the On The Run Tour 2. Yeah, On The Run Tour 2. 2, right? On The Run, yeah. On The Run, right? So people were like, oh, they put out an album, but the album, I mean, the tour started June 8th, right? So if you're going to, logically speaking, you're going to promote a tour, you're mm-hmm. going to put the album out before it starts. So I can know the words to the goddamn song right. when you come to my city, yeah. So you put it out in the middle of the tour. Right. On Nas's... Yeah, yeah. All day. of that was planned. Oh, no, you can't tell and, me that and, wasn't and, and Jay, middle finger to Nas. Jay, you got to let the eat the shit go, yeah, okay? It, yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, you're, not, you're not telling me he's still not thinking about that. Yeah, you got, eat the, you, you got to let that go, man. You and got then, all of this money. And then he was... Uh, so we're talking about attention. He dissed Kanye yeah. on the album. And he dissed Drake on the album. You sure did. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and, and he got Beyonce to this Kanye too. She called herself Beezus. Beezus. And, and then she said, "Watch the throne." And listen, you don't want to fuck with the Beehive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I you, I'm sorry. Forget you it. don't want them kind of problems. So <laughs> forget everything I said. We here at Urban X <laughs> do not sponsor those words by Malcolm. <laughs> forget it. Because we don't want no problems with the Beehive. Let's take a station identification. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. Yeah. So uh, that's the gist with all the music stuff. Uh, where we on? Oh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to buy those shirts. Urban X. They are moving off the rack. We don't have f- sold five. We sold more than that. Stop playing. Oh, we sold more? Yeah. So you've been holding out on the bread. Nah, I haven't. But oh, you okay. You're holding out attention. on that bread, son. Say that, son. You know, anyway, get you a shirt. Urban X. Hashtag Urban Excellence because we're still pushing that. And I don't think you've noticed. We've been on for an hour and I think I've only cursed two or three times. I'm trying to whip myself into urban excellence shape. But like, I, like yeah. I said, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at UrbanX underscore NYC. Yeah. Uh, download us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, yeah, Spotify, yeah. all that yeah. good stuff. Right? And, 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 and did you say donate? And donate. donate. And donate. Yeah. Like, don't hold on to that cash. Let that cash go. Oh, speaking on Jay, he's, actually, he's been named the president of Puma Basketball. Let's uh let's dope fiend clap that up. Yeah, I'm so mad at this clap. 
It's a dope thing. We'll be back next week. But like yeah. I said, um, he, um, he got some big signees coming out the gate. Yeah, yeah. So, But it, that's not a conflict of interest because he has Rock Nation sports. Yeah, you asked me that. And I'm not really sure if it's a conflict. Uh, but Puma is a lifestyle brand. It's not really an athletic brand no, but anymore. He's had a Puma basketball. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So they're getting ready to launch a basketball sneaker. They signed uh, uh, Clive Flasier to a lifetime deal, uh, mainly because one of their signature sneakers is the Clyde, mm. you know, from back in the days. So that makes sense. Jay-Z is, is a marketing genius. He will get on it, and he scooped up uh, the top five, six picks yeah. this year. So he's starting uh, a new culture and a new brand and we're going to look out for Puma because if he's able to mix artists, I know Rihanna's down with Puma, and he's able to do some things. Uh, JG stay getting that, that guap. And yo, did you see the, the sneaker? No, I didn't see the sneaker. Yo, people were beefing about the sneaker. Oh, this is ugly. Nah, but I'll wear it. It's ugly until you see it no, everywhere. No, honestly, I looked at it, and I told my, this is what I told my friends. I said, like, a Nike check could clean that up. Mm, mm. It, it looked fine to me. Like, right, it but if like, I had the Nike check, it, it'd be, that's mind control. Now. Yeah. Like, you're buying sneakers because of a Nike check, all right? I'm just saying, no, but I'm, I'm saying, like, that's... I wore skips, okay? I don't even know I just want to see, yeah, that's... Like, my mother would get two or three pairs of sneakers off the rack, okay? And you guys got all these $200, $300 sneakers. I know, you know, my daughter don't want to hear that shit, but I'm just simply saying. Every time I give her my story, Dad, that was 400 years ago. I'm like, no, it wasn't that long ago, okay? Yeah, whatever. And one time, I'm going to give you this story. You know, I always got to give you my, oh, my Hood Bill Cosby oh, story. God. One time, my mother got her welfare check, right? And I needed some sneakers bad. And she took me up to the store, and she bought me these bright red Pro Cads. I, man, I tell you, I was so happy because it wasn't the skips. You know what I mean? It was these bright red high-top 69ers. That's yeah. the Pro Cads with the three stripes, right? And I came back on the block, and, you know, I was sitting out on the block like, yeah. You got robbed. No, 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 I didn't get robbed. I'm sitting out on the block, and my man had his bike. And I said, let me get a ride on your bike. You know what I'm saying? So I'm riding this bike, but his bike ain't had no brakes. So the natural thing we would do is, you you know, you put the bottom of your foot in there to stop the, you know. And I did it a couple of times, and then it got hot down there on my right foot. I said, damn, my foot is almost on fire. So I stopped the bike, and then I looked down at my brand-new Red Pro Cads. And there was a hole in them at the heel of the uh, pro cats. And I had to wear those, you know, and I wore them to school, but I always like, you know, turn my foot a certain way. Like, yo, Joe, D, those is fresh. And I was like, if only you knew how fresh they are. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and my mother, she wasn't going to go get me another pair. She said, nigga, that was done. So uh, that's the story of the day. Yeah. Oh, so um, <clears throat> another news. Okay. Trump okay. is still wilding. Okay. He okay. has, uh, uh, he's been separating families from each other. And kids. And kids. Uh, I think that's about pedophilia, but. At, we'll, the, at the border, and he has, like, these kid internment camps and things like that. And you know what's crazy? Me being a his, like, uh, history buff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about, like, Nazi Germany and things like that, you always wonder, like, because it. It didn't just come out like it was steps that happened. Yeah, yeah, process. Like it was a, it was and, a, and um, you almost wanted it to happen, right? In, in a lot of instances, yeah. It was steps like uh, Hitler didn't take force; he was elected. Absolutely, you know absolutely. Saying? And then you hear things like this, like 
you know, kids in cages and things like that. It's kind of like it, it, it's real. Uh, it's real inhumane way of doing things, and um, it's sad because whenever you it, there's psychological effects from removing a child from its mother, especially at these early ages, in a traumatic situation of we're in a new country and we're, we're fighting for freedom. But remember, there's also an underworld of shit that goes on, mm. and a lot of these politicians... You know, they lost kids. Like, right, right. How do you lose fucking kids? Yeah. Because these are the kids that they need for their sexual deviant ways, mm. and we have to understand that this is a playground. It's like going into a fucking candy store. There are no parents around. There's no supervision around. I can do what I want. I can snatch a kid and say he's being a, 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 a deviant or something, take him into another room and really wild out. I heard he just signed the, the order to, the but, executive order. But, to, it was, but it's funny because like what he, so he signed the executive order to a problem he started then patted his back and said, like, that's, see? That's what Trump does. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... That's like, exactly how yeah. Trump does. And it's a play on your psychology, and somebody is going to explode. Remember I told you, he's not the one who's triggering this. It's a long process, as we spoke about Obama. And imagine suppressing for eight years. You, you suppress something down, your feelings, as a white person about Obama. Then you spring it. Obviously, it's going to spring two and three times up ahead, and that's what we're seeing. So now we're seeing the overt uh, racism, and we're seeing Trump with the uh, 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 Kim Young June uh, a shake hand, which means absolutely nothing. Yeah, they, but it's gonna mean something on some level. But you know, again, he patted his back. That him signing that paper or him that meeting to denuclearize. That was they they actually signed something to say like. We're gonna one day. Right, right. They didn't, agree he didn't sign. They didn't sign so, nothing. Absolutely. So and again, he, people that don't read, he'll fuck around and get the uh, 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 Nobel Prize for that shit. Yeah, and people, yo, it's it's it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, this is some weird shit. <laughs> it's kind of weird. And it's just getting weird about a minute. For real. Let's go to the chat for a second. What we got going on out there? Hit the screen over here, man. Go to the chat. I gotta get it up. Yeah, you know Put what I'm saying. Let's talk to our people out there. We love all y'all. You know what I mean? God bless women and children. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm not sure, uh, uh, Bantu, what Tyreek said, but I'm pretty sure some serious shit. He goes in. <laughs> what about the brothers and sisters in Chicago, etc.? Indeed, we're in a mess oh, here. Oh, yeah. It's people getting killed. Uh, women are, are, miss, women missing, are missing uh, uh, with their organs missing out in Chicago. And uh, uh, remember, organ harvesting is a very big business in America as well. So, uh, any questions out there? Trump's wife was against that crap. Trump, 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 good man. Get off my hand, Trump. She always be like, fuck you, Trump. You know. Somebody dude. said those kid sacrifices are real. Kid sacrifices are absolutely real. The truth get... is stranger than fiction, yeah. okay? Uh, hope you can get Tyreek as a guest on your show one day. That would be great. I mean, he would be doubling down because, you know, we only got a couple thousand followers. But, uh, sure, I'd love to get Tyreek on the show. Tell him to come through. You dig? You know, when he say that shit, that shit is cool. You dig? I mean, you know, you dig? So, uh, shout out to Tyreek on that. Okay, uh, so let's keep the show moving. Oh, nothing? You know, we love y'all out there in the chat. Keep the messages coming. You know, we'll get to some Q&A in a minute. I bet. You know. Shout out to my niece Taya. She in the house from the ATL. 
And she up here hanging out with Odyssey. They doing a lot of crazy things. Drugs, shoot, drive-by <laughs> shootings and shit. I didn't know these kids was that bad. Nah, nah, they having a real good time and they having fun. And, uh, you know, she's she's adorable. So, uh, would you, so uh, there's a lot of rumors about LeBron James in the streets right now. So, do you think that is a direct effect of what he's been... You know, uh, uh, LeBron James. They said he was banging Beyonce. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that he also has a baby out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is uh, a dude named Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Yeah, that's funny, right? Um, <laughs> his mother. Keep, we keep forgetting his mother was young when she had him, and she may have a few self-esteem issues. So she's dating a rapper named Lambo, or she was, and he claims to know some things about LeBron James. Even the way he talked, they keep fucking with me, man. I'm going to drop that book, man. And he claims uh, that the reason Beyonce wasn't invited to LeBron's wedding and vice versa is yeah. because, uh, you know, now, and, and I was talking to the youngsters and I was saying, like, let's look at Beyonce. If she was to fuck somebody else, she has to fuck across or up. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's classy. You know what I mean? She ain't gonna fuck down. She yeah. ain't gonna be in a, a pissy motel with black dot and we 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 bumping. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Call me Beyonce if you want. Right? So that's not gonna happen. So she, when you think about LeBron, he's a billionaire. Jay-Z's a billionaire. You know, so that would be at least she wanted to give Obama that box. You saw the way she was looking at Obama. <laughs> she tried to recreate the uh, Marilyn Monroe shit with JFK when she was at Happy birthday <laughs> to you, Mr. President. Yeah, right? Uh, oh my gosh, that was so. Beyonce cringy. comes out with at last. She tried to do that Etta James shit, but the way she was staring at Obama, she wanted to give him that box. I know the look. Niggas know the look. Like, yo, I can get that, Sean. You know what I'm saying? But Michelle wasn't having that shit. Yeah. So she put some distance in between that. So back to my original point. Beyonce is classy. She not going to fuck down. Now, niggas will fuck down, across. We will fuck diagonally. We will fuck in the daytime. We will fuck on a train. Oh, that's a lot of fuck. Excuse me uh, with that because I was on a good roll. But you know what I'm trying to say, right? So... I wouldn't put that past, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because women are very vindictive, and if she's going to get Jay back for some shit. Because remember, there's a video. I've seen this video of LeBron running over to talk to Jay and B, and when he finished talking to Jay, Jay smiled at him and turned quick and looked at <laughs> Beyonce, and she put her head down. And I'm like, that didn't look, yeah. that didn't look too like confident on Jay-Z's part. And something might have been going down. Now, it may be time to sacrifice LeBron James. You said this. Right? He calls himself the chosen one. Right? Mm -hmm. His name is also King James. So in the King James version of the Bible, the chosen one is Jesus Christ. We know Christ died at what age? 33. 33. LeBron just lost the finals and got crushed and killed. He was what age? 33. He lost in four games. When we talk about Jesus dying on the cross, we're only talking about the four directionals, the east, west, north, south, and the wooden cross in four parts dealing with that energy. That's why it had to be four games. 
Because LeBron and them was winning game one, oh, and the yeah. referees took the game, right? Yeah, yeah. We said, well, why don't? Because this is ritual work involved. So now, my theory is, this is my conspiracy theory. He lost on June 8th. Right. Right? In 30 days, if he makes his decision on July 8th, that's 30 days. Take away the zero is three days, right? Because right? three plus zero is three. Remember, Jesus died for three days three and days. was resurrected. So if LeBron on July 8th resurrects himself and comes out and playing for a new team, this could be all Masonic shit. 33 is the master Mason number. It is. Uh, that's just some shit I'm going to throw out there mm. and put that out in the universe. Mm. I mean, spread that around to the yeah. universe. You know mm. what I'm saying? Spread that around to the universe. All right. So, uh, what else we got going on? I'm, uh, okay. I'm just saying that was that was a good one. Was yeah, a good one. I'm just saying. You know, in my head, movies. You know, shit be going on in my head. Oh, uh, oh, did you see the um the Takashi Six Nine video? Uh, yeah, where he was trolling them. He was like, "Yo, I'm in Chicago right now. They, um, where y'all niggas at?" The um the the security cam from the video when he was actually doing the video came out. And he said he was in. Everybody knew he wasn't there at 10 p.m. Right, right, because he would have got killed. Right, but uh, he was actually there at like three, three a.m. Three, like four in the morning. Twenty seconds and hop right back in the van. Yeah, band. That yeah. Was funny. So he has master trolling. But you know what's crazy? Uh, again, Takashi did that. I mean, not Takashi. The Triple X that took attention from all of that, from everything he was doing in Chicago. Him, because he spent. He actually lost money to troll, right? Yes, yes. He didn't have no shows out there. He just flew out there, flew back. Like, mm -hmm. He spent money. He gave money out, flew back. All of that for attention. Mm -hmm. And then uh, X passes, all that attention is gone. Yeah, that's what Def do. Def sucks all that energy. And then, because my whole thing was like, all of this makes no sense because you're going to lose money. And my friend was like, nah, he's going to get his bag overseas. He's smart. It just came out that he got denied access to two countries in the UK. Absolutely, because because of all the craziness, yeah. them them overseas countries they don't want that craziness. Um, also, I heard Charlemagne the God's got a new show. Oh yeah, it's called The Great Area on on, on, on HBO. Uh, HBO. Let's uh, slow cap. Slow let's clap. scissor this one up. Let's scissor up. If you into the scissor up, this is the scissor up. Yeah, yeah. This is the scissor up clap. Yeah. Uh, you know, he stayed winning. He yeah, stayed dude. getting his uh, his bag. I'm not going to lie. That, uh, I think HBO is actually a good place a for good him. A good place go. for him because he'll have no limits. He yeah. really could, uh, you know, get into his uh, yeah. his bag a little bit. And it was actually dope because I listened to his podcast. And he was talking about, like, he always wanted to go on HBO or, like, some, like a late night. He always wanted, like, a late night show like that. And then the fact that this came out, I think that's pretty dope. I think that's pretty dope. I think that is pretty dope. Okay, yeah. So, time out. Before we get there, before we get there. Um, Urban Excellence, story of the week. Uh, there's a, a, a beer bar in Harlem called yes. Harlem Hops. Harlem Hops. Um, it's on 7th Avenue, I think 135th. So don't, don't quote me on the actual address. It's in Harlem. It's called Harlem Hops, and it's owned by three HBCU grads. Nice, nice. First black-owned, all black, 100% black-owned. You know, black bar home, black beer bar home. I'm not a beer drinker. I'm not a beer drinker either. However, I do have Heineken's. Uh, what I'm trying to say is we're going to go there and yeah, we're going to interview them. I've reached out. You know, and we're going to 
I'm reaching out for an interview, but you know, we'll, 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 we'll go see. in we'll and, and, and get in their face. And because we want to tell these stories, uh, you know, you don't have to be a beer connoisseur, but if you're introduced to it, mm-hmm. uh, you may like it. Because I used to just drink 40 ounces, you know what I'm saying? Coke 45, Old English uh, was my main two, and we would drink baller maker. So we would add night train to that and then become a baller maker. And no, that's what we call baller makers. You know what I mean? So that was a little crazy. And then I got introduced to Heineken's. My man was like, this is German beer. And the Heineken's are pretty good. So let me see if we have anything from the chat before we get into yeah. your piece. Mm. Oh, I said the sound got choppy. Can you hear us now? Are we good? Are we good? Huh? Oh, the clap. Oh, it was the clap that got a little choppy? All right, all right. So we got rid of the clap. No pun intended. Like, if you got the clap, you need to go see a doctor. Dude, dude, dude. I'm just saying. For, for what? If you got the clap, you need to go to a doctor, okay? Shit. I'm sitting around with hit, you. Uh, hit one in the chat if you're watching us live, if the, cha- if the sound is good. Because it sounds good for the podcast. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that the podcast sound is good. And, you know, I hit it on time this week. You know, I'm, you know, working on, you know, my skills. You know, get all that kind of stuff popping. Dude. Are we good? Are we good? Well, do what you got to do. Okay, so um, I just got word over the last couple of weeks that Freeway, the rapper, um, has been suffering from kidney failure. And um, he's going through a hard time trying to find a match. He's already lost 70 pounds. And um, he's on dialysis and so forth and so on. And I thought it would be a perfect opportunity for me to segue into my own challenges with kidney failure. Um, I have been a dialysis patient for over 13 years, as you already know. And um, so I was going to wait until the book came out because I have a new book. Wifey's working on the graphics now called My Life Decoded. Um, How Kidney Failure Led to My Success. I didn't start living until I thought I was dying. I will break down the, the title of this. It's supposed to be ready. Uh, my birthday is in August, but I'm going to have to push it back to about January simply because this podcast thing, doing two podcasts a week, kind of got into my schedule a little bit and so forth and so on. But I wanted to really address the issue because it is something we're all dealing with something. So the kidney failure for me came about physically when I was 20 years old. I went, 21, I went to fill out for a life insurance policy and they told me I had uh, protein in my urine and that's the first sign. Psychologically, this happened when I was at least five years old. And that five-year-old experience is when uh, my mother was overdosing and um, I was the only one in the house and she started turning blue because she was a heroin user and I thought she was going to die. And I'm sitting there smacking her in the face. Mommy, mommy, wake up. And I think if it was another minute had passed, she would have died. All of a sudden, my Uncle Chris shows up out of nowhere. I don't know where the fuck he came from. He smacked my mother up, threw her in the tub, uh, uh, was able to get some milk into her system, the whole nine yards. And he woke her up. And from that moment, that's the traumatizing event as a child that never left me because... Kidney failure from a metaphysical standpoint is 
fear of abandonment. I had fear of abandonment that my mother would leave me. So from that point on, uh, you know, when I want to, you, you know how you go see a doctor or a psychologist and they're always trying to go to the trauma itself mm -hmm. so that you can relive it or change that so that it can change your future. So for the last 13 years, I've been dealing with kidney failure. I've been on dialysis for 13 years. Now, in those 13 years, I have never spent a day in the hospital, not for an infection, not for flu, not for anything. And the main reason is, is because of my thinking. See, I've never saw myself as a victim through this whole process. If you know me, there is no victim consciousness in my household, including my son, Eli who uses a walker, and I've always told him, you could stay in a wheelchair and have people push you around your whole life, or you can get up and do something about your situation. So it is not a secret. Uh, I put out an album called Walk With Me in 2011, which dealt with that. I've sat on Sarnetta's couch, so the conscious community knows. But we have a new community here at Urban X, so I wanted to fill them in on what's uh, going on. now. Like I said, 13 years, never been in the hospital, but the main reason also is I'm on zero medication. And I want to say this to Freeway in particular and other people who are dealing with this. People in there are not dying from kidney failure. They're dying from five and six medications on top of each other. I'm the only one in my dialysis center who's on zero meds. And I'm the only one, not the only one, but I don't see myself as a victim. I'm actually blessed in a whole lot of ways. Prior to this, all I was doing was driving my bus. I made very good money. If you know, if you were a bus operator for the city, eighty, ninety thousand dollars sometime, stacking bread. My wife was a bus operator too, so you know we eating. Um, but what happened was my mind began to resent my body, right? Because I sat down with Phil Valentine, and he, you know, he did the reading and told me I'm supposed to be doing greater things, but I'm doing this mundane job of riding the bus. You know what I mean? And so my mind began to resent my body until the point where when, they, when I was diagnosed at 20, you know, you're 20 years old. You're like, fuck it. I, I'm invincible. I can do any fucking thing. You know what I mean? And then when it became to a point where I needed dialysis, simultaneously in the backdrop, uh, my son Eli was born. And my son Eli, uh, you know, he, he was fighting for his life. He was about to die. He had uh, cerebral palsy. He had uh, meningitis. He had all of this stuff. As a parent, your natural instinct is to forget about your needs and focus on the needs of your child. So for the last 18 years, Eli has been priority number one. Uh, getting him from crawling on the floor to a wheelchair to a walker. He is now on two poles. And I believe by next summer, he will be fully on his feet thanks to the work that you do with him every week. So... In doing so, dealing with that kind of trauma, I couldn't personally deal with my own stuff. I am not on a kidney list. I didn't want to be. I don't want nobody's organ inside of my body transferring the cellular memory. But I am not against those who advocate for a kidney. Go for it if that's what you want. I drew this to me. This is my situation. This is why you never hear me trying to be a victim or looking for pity. You are the sum of your actions, ladies and gentlemen, right? So with that being said, I had an, uh, I hated needles, right? Because my mother was an intravenous drug user. 
I even would hold the string around her arm to help her get her vein so she can get her shots off. You know what I mean? And now I need needles. Showing you how the law of attraction works. A lot of times we think the law of attraction works only in positive ways. Subconsciously, I hated needles with a passion. I thought needles, and I wrote about it on the album. Mm -hmm. How, you know, my stepfather was a dude named Dope. And if he didn't come home, my moms couldn't cope. And he would penetrate her, you know what I'm saying? And have this kind of intercourse with her with these needles. And then she was right, you know what I mean? So now I need these needles, you know what I mean? Uh, but what it did also is, and the reason the book is called How Kidney Failure Led to My Success, I didn't start living until I thought I was dying, is because it made me, it, it, it marginalized and synthesized life where every single thing mattered. So every recital, every birthday party, I was the no guy. I, I ain't going nowhere. I started saying, yes, go see the movie Jim Carrey. Yes, man. Yeah. But not to that extreme because life became the most important thing. So it helped me to reduce all the chaos of things that did not matter. Right now, in these 13 years, I have put out two books. I have put out over 50 DVDs. I have toured universities around the world and internationally. I have taken two sons and put them through college. They're now college graduates. My daughter is on her way to college. My son, who was dealing with cerebral palsy, has got his own podcast. I married the woman of my dreams. I started a multimedia company. Uh, and I own a beautiful home. And if you've been up here, you know what we mean. All while dying. And I say that to say, do not wait. This book is not about advocating or promoting unhealthiness. This book is about do not wait until things get chaotic and the doctor tell you you got six months to live before you go out and you live your life. So my personal message to Freeway is... Go for it. Live. Do not see yourself as a victim because it's only going to bring on pain to you. If you want a kidney, my brother, you have to see that kidney. You have to draw that kidney to you. But you have to fight. You have to fight for your life. You have to fight for your existence. If you have children, they have to become that carrot which makes you want to live every single day. Go for it. You deserve it. It is yours. Do not let this be something that hinders you. Ride this shit to the wheels fall off. You understand? To those who are dealing with other issues and other diseases like diabetes, uh, multiple sclerosis, whatever you going through, do not wait until it's dire, but do not see yourself as a victim. You brought this on to yourself, whether you want to deal with it or not. But the unique thing about it is for me, I knew my son was going to need somebody to be with him every single day of his life until he got to the point where he could take care of himself. Me and my wife had a written rule. Whoever was making more money was the one that stayed at work. And the other one had to come home because he had needs. And if anybody's going to wipe his ass or whatever he needed, it was going to be one of us. One time, we both tried to work at the same time. And we had a babysitter. And she just called me and she said, I can't. I just can't do it. It's too much. I got on the phone. My wife was working at Calvin Klein in executive offices. And I got on the phone and said, yo, boo, you got to come home like right now. 
And before I can hang the phone up, she was home. You know what I mean? She was like this because we just understand what this process is. As a result, when, you know, my situation at transit, I worked 18 years, I could no longer do it. I came home. My children reaped the benefits of their dad being home every single day. That is a fact. That is a fact. That's so a now, fact. daddy, yeah. and uh, yeah. of course, there was a price to pay, which is, you know, the kidney situation and this and that. But my kids grew up with their dad more than most could even imagine. Right. And now I think Eli is going to be OK. That was my main worry. So now daddy can refocus on dad and try to put myself in the best position to get rid of the trauma. Because this is not about herbs. OK, if you are not mentally ready to deal with what you have to deal with, because I blocked all of that out because my nigga Eli needed whatever he needed. <laughs> and wifey, we lived on the second floor and she would roll him down in the wheelchair every morning. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, in the afternoon, I got to wheel him up with the wheelchair and people would be looking at us like we was crazy. We ain't crazy. This is what our son needs. He drew us as parents. And when I tell you we are dynamic parents, we get down for the get down. But now it's my time. You know what I mean? So I'm putting myself in a position to finally deal with my demons. And I've been trying to write this book, ladies and gentlemen, and it's been hard because I keep coming across these traumatic events that I have to relive to finish the book. You know what I mean? So I want to say to you all, um, thanks for the support for what we do. Um, we thought it would, I thought, like I said, I was going to spring this on everybody when the book was done and all that. And that would have been a perfect, but I saw the freeway situation two times and felt that this would be a perfect time to share our story. So with that being said, anything you want to add? No, no, no. You, you kind of, that was, was buzz. Okay. Okay. With that being said, Drop the Don DeMarco. I'd like to play a song uh, and end this show with a song that I think best uh, describes it. It's off my Walk With Me album, which came out in 2011. Yeah. You can get this on CD Baby if you want to purchase it, or it's streaming on iTunes. Best. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm boss like that. You can go to iTunes and stream it. This is song number five. It's called Walk With Me. Ladies and gentlemen, can you please put your hands together for the author of Hip Hop Decoded, Brother Black Dot. Thank you. Thank you. You have a question, life? No doubt. And the answers just lead to more questions? No doubt. Well, don't, don't make perhaps the greatest answers to life are on the journey itself. Walk with me. When I was six or seven, my grandma is the reverend of the local church. She's doing work. She's trying to get to heaven. But I was quick to question, not trying to diss the blessing, just a quick suggestion. Think these Christians really get the message? As I be really searching, inside I'm really hurting. Revealing the dirt of these perks, decided to peel a curtain. To see who's really working. This matrix, the realest version. I'm bursting with questions, cause I need to know the real for certain. You know, I've been searching east, west. North and South for the truest answers to life. And then it dawned on me that the greatest answers are on the journey itself. But what we do, we talk to our minister, our imam, our priest. And what they tell us, they can talk to God for us, right? But it's going to cost us. But the question I ask is, why can't I talk to God myself? 
objective. Sometimes I walk the path, sometimes I'm off the path, sometimes I'm forced to walk, holding the hawk because New York is mad. You ever lost your dad, lost your mom's, lost a half of your soul, dying, you should be crying, yet you're taught to laugh, internalize the pain, to turn our lives to cane, alcohol, sex, drugs, food, then learn to hide the shame, quick to divide the blame, but too much pride to claim that I'm a lame for acting like an 85er, I'm insane, my son's my inspiration, his days on ventilation had me thinking he would die, but he gave me the strength and patience, mentally can't erase it, he's over 10 but facing, he may never walk, but he keeps trying, so he's meant to make it, I know I'm blessed if I, this do my best and try to keep the family safe and raise the babies, be the best that I, wish I can press rewind and get a second try, and if you can relate, then throw your hands up, testify, you know you don't have to go to church to testify, if you're going through some struggles in your life, whether they mentally, physically, or spiritually, or even financially, they say that we are spiritual beings, having a human experience, but that experience will be filled with negative and positive, but it's up to you to add the balance. My life is far from perfect. I hit the conscious circuit to study some lessons. Yet I question, is this nonsense worth it? Should I respond to certain agents who hard at work and to divide us all and watch us fall? But I know God is lurking. I study metaphysics. At times I'm yet to get it. Yet I'll never quit it. Cause the time I have invested in it has helped me test the limit and question every smidgen of the matrix. Face it, man, these devils will ingest your spirit. I know that all is mental. The trap I'm falling into has me holding. And on to mental thoughts that keep evolving into Pain that is far from simple Pain that has scar your temple Harm your central nervous And it's not the worst of all I've been through I know the force is with me My sons and daughters with me I know your thoughts are with me Even when the cost is shifty I felt the loss of plenty Lost every penny And after almost losing everything I love I lost my kidneys I lost my kidneys I lost my kidneys I lost my kidneys Damn soul clap if you refuse to let fear defeat you even the fear of being great throw your hands up this is my version of jesus walks muhammad walks buddha walks one of the greatest mysteries won't be revealed to you until you realize that it's time for you to walk we love you daddy i love you guys too just a little join off the soundtrack for the upcoming book. You gotta laugh to keep crying. My story. My story. That was dope. That was dope. That's what it is. We love you. That wasn't me at the end. That was Elon Odyssey. That was Elon Odyssey at the end. Yeah, they became superstars. We love you. <laughs> and uh, we see you next week. We'll definitely be in the building. Peace. Tune in, tune in next week. Peace. Peace. This program is brought to you by Paper, Tutors for All. The last couple of years haven't been easy for students. Kids are struggling. Schools and families are too. But what if there are new ways to help? What if tutoring was part of every student's experience? What if it was available 24-7 and free? When schools choose paper, students get free 24-7 access to tutors. And if you're listening to this right now, there's a good chance your child's school already has paper or will be adding it very soon. Visit paper.co and find out more.